I live in Alabama. That's probably not a big deal to most of you, but it is to me. It's where I was born. It's so therefore it's my home state. It was where I was raised. It's where my wife and I have raised our daughter. It's where we've ministered most of our lives. And I am thankful to be from Alabama. But like most states in our area, we have experienced a quite a bit of severe weather in recent weeks. Tornadoes, thunderstorms, wind shears, flooding, lightning are all common terminology today. But there's another event that is coming that absolutely is going to happen when and how the Bible says it is. Now, weather forecasting has got so advanced with all the technology that exists today, but they still get it wrong at times. But this event that's coming up that the Bible speaks of actually will happen to the very time that the Bible says it will. What is it? Well, stay tuned on this next Bible Beacon podcast. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back. I am Pastor Raymond Rivers of the Gospel Light Free Will Baptist Church in Clear, Alabama, and I am so honored and blessed that you have chosen to tune in, and I trust that our time together will be a help to you, that it will, as we share from the Word of God, brighten your day and show you the way that God would have you to walk. would love for you just to be able to follow along with us on all of our podcasts, and would love for you to be able to share this with other people. Let them know about the Bible Beacon and like to be able to be a blessing to them. Of course, our podcast is absolutely free, and I trust that uh, you will help us in this ministry by uh, letting other people know about us. Uh, As I mentioned to you a while ago, uh, part of my growing up was being uh, just really enjoying watching the people on TV doing uh, meteorology. Sometimes they would get it right, but sometimes they'd get it wrong. Most of the time right, though. But it was fascinating how you would see some especially uh, that would work uh, long hours uh, to help us to uh, avoid uh, severe weather. And it was just fascinating. But, you know, again, sometimes they made mistakes and sometimes even they were costly ones. But there's an event that has been, some would call forecasted, but the Bible would call it prophesied of, that is to occur. It will occur just exactly how God says it will happen. And God has a time when it will happen. He never reveals it in Scripture. Many people have tried to figure it out. But only the Lord, the Father, knows that. And uh, But you say, what event is that? It is what many people refer to as the great catching away. Some refer to it as the rapture. The Greek word for it is harpazo. And when Jesus comes, there's so much that uh, is excited about it. And, and a lot of people think, well, a lot of y'all just get too blown out of it about, about things like this. But, you know, I don't really think so. Many times we are warned uh, in Scripture about the coming of the Lord and that we need to be ready for it. And, uh, you know, they say that, you know, uh, one quarter to one third of the Bible uh, or almost one third is prophecy. And uh, that's one out of every three, one out of every four verses on an average speaks about prophecy. 
And it's very interesting. And, and uh, if you'll look at it, Jesus spoke about it. Paul spoke about it. John spoke about it. Peter spoke about it. James even spoke about it. And when you've got these guys inspired of the Holy Spirit of God writing about this, and of course, Jesus, God himself, knowing all things, knew about this event coming. And yet a lot of times people have given a lot of doubt. And one of the reasons is because people have been preaching about it for so long, and yet Jesus hasn't come back. But delay doesn't mean denial, as someone once said. The fact is, it is coming. Just like the weatherman being sure with all of his technology that the tornado or the severe weather or the snowstorm, whatever the case may be, is soon to be here at about such and such time, and this is what you can expect. But even with greater accuracy, obviously, down through the annals of time, God comes and he says, hey, there's an event coming. You need to be ready for it. Again, I'm going to affectionately refer to it as the rapture. I know a lot of people don't like that word because it's not found in the Bible, but it is a Latin uh, version of the word called away, as you'll see in uh, verse uh, or uh, chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians when he speaks about the great catching away uh, called up, the Bible says. But you know, a lot of people don't like using that word. You can use what word you feel comfortable with, but I'm going to use the word rapture. It's that time where God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, comes in the clouds, as Acts 1.11 tells us, and he's going to take all of us Christians, dead, the, the dead Christians first, and then the living, and then catch us all up, and then we're going to be with him in heaven, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Jesus spoke about it. And if Jesus said it, then that ought to be good enough. But yet many people still uh, doesn't uh, accept it. But let's, some, let's share some things that God's word teaches us concerning this event that, that is prophesied of. John chapter 14 is a very familiar passage of scripture. The first six verses especially. And it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In the previous chapter, John 13, Jesus had told his disciples that he was going away. After they had left everything and followed him for three, three and a half years, and now he was leaving them. But he comes in chapters 14 and he tells them to not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, as I look at this passage of Scripture, Jesus is promising that he will come again. He says, um, uh, verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive into myself that where I am there you may be also. Also, John 14, verse 3. Now, when that promise is given, God's word is true. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So we know that God's word is true, that that promise is given, and it is true that he will come again and receive us to himself. 
Now, that word receive is the concept or the idea of rapturing us and taking us to be with him uh, in heaven. Uh, the Bible says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And I, I tell you, when we get to heaven, we're going to be there for all eternity and what joy and bliss it's going to be. But I would remind you, uh, I don't know who's listening but whoever you may be, I want to remind you just in case you don't know or maybe forgotten somehow, but that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Again, verse 6 of John 14 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is the only door, as John chapter 10 tells us. He is the only way to the Father. He is the uh, the intercessor. He is the only go-between between God the Father and mankind. He is the great high priest reaching down to man and reaching up to the Father and drawing us into the Father's presence. But there has to be a time in our life where we turn from our sin and turn to Jesus Christ and ask him to become the Lord and Savior of our life. Having repented of our sins and believed upon Christ, we know that we are forgiven, that our sins are forgiven and that we're washed clean and that we're going to be with him in heaven when this day comes, this day of the rapture. But you know what? The thing that's so interesting, as I mentioned to you, many other Bible writers uh, would speak and write about this. The Apostle Paul many times would write about it. He tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. It's Jesus himself that will come. This event that's coming is not left to an archangel or some great prophet of the past. Jesus himself, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and uh, it's not given to an angel, but he himself is coming. You know, sometimes an event is uh, grand, greater or more grandeur uh, with it, depending on who's coming. And this is not left up to an assistant. This is not left up to uh, an administrative assistant or anything like that. Jesus himself is coming. Not an angel, not a prophet, not a preacher, not a priest. Uh, in the humans, just a mere human sense, Jesus himself is coming, who is our great high priest, and he has drawn us to the Father. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Jesus Christ uh, as your personal Lord and Savior, if you think this idea of the rapture is just a, a farce, a hoax, can I tell you, it's going to happen. With more accuracy than the greatest uh, meteorology forecasting equipment, we know that Jesus is coming and he's coming in the clouds. And that is a weather forecast that you really do want to pay attention to. Well, you know what? The neat thing about it is, is that for those of us who know the Lord Jesus, this is a great event. It's something that we can look forward to. In Titus chapter 2 and verse 13, the Bible says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a glorious appearing. And, uh, and it's our hope for a better day. It's our blessed hope. And my friends, I'm thankful for the assurance that, uh, that we have a, a better day coming. But for those who don't know Jesus Christ, it will never be any better than it is now. It's only going to be worse. And if you're listening, I, I plead again with you, please get heart, get your heart right with Jesus. Again, Jesus himself will come. 
because uh, it calls that blessed hope the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, he's coming. He's the one that's going to rapture us. Again, as I, it's not given to an angel or anyone like that to do. But Paul would continue on to write about this uh, to the young preacher Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Those who are prepared for the rapture love to think about it, love to talk about it, well, at least the most the part of them. There is that part of me that though I long to be with Jesus and looking forward to the day that he gets to come and when the father sends him, he says, it's time to go get your children. I'm looking forward to that day. But I cringe to think of all the people who are unprepared. I don't say that with arrogancy. I don't say that with uh, a negative sense of pride. My heart is humbled. And it's saddened that on this great and glorious day, the opportunity to have known about it and be prepared for it, so many people are passing it up. And he says, but unto all them also that love his appearing. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. But for those who are not ready, they only have a fear. Some try to blow it off and act like it doesn't matter, and, and really some do believe that, but it does matter. And Jesus is coming. The Bible goes on to tell us that John wrote about this thing called the coming of the Lord. Uh, in 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Uh, and that's a sermon in itself. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, that is, talking about when Jesus comes in the clouds, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And that's in reference to the glorified body or glorified state in which we will be when we leave this world and go be with Jesus in heaven. But verse 3 says, And every man that hath this hope, this assurance, in other words, in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. The rapture is good motivation for faithfulness and holiness, that we walk pure, that when we find something that's in our life that's not pleasing to God, we repent of it, we confess it to God, ask him for forgiveness and receive cleansing, and we move on in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, as Psalm 23 teaches us. But Jesus and Paul and John were not the only ones that wrote about it. The apostle Peter even wrote about it. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 3 says, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. It doesn't say if the chief shepherd, Jesus, shall appear. Here he's called the chief shepherd. In John 10, he's called the good shepherd. And he's coming. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Waiting for Jesus to come and remaining faithful till he comes is worth it.
There is reward for those who come to know Jesus Christ and serve him. Salvation is by grace through faith. It's a gift. But for those who faithfully serve him, there will be a reward, not, because, not to be saved, but because we are saved and remain faithful to him. I'm so excited. I don't know when Jesus is coming, but I do know that he is coming, and I want to stay ready. Have you ever watched those weather forecasts? They would be out, you know, oh, this is going to happen approximately, you know, uh, sometime later tonight or sometime early in the morning. And you hear about all of that and you, you stay ready and you, you keep, you know, being in protected areas and watching yourself and your family, make sure they're taken care of until the all clear is given. And you know what? That's going to be like the rapture. When the Lord comes and takes us, then the all clear is done. And then we know that we will be home. Now, the thing that's so interesting is the Apostle Paul. When he wrote to the church in Colossae, in the book Colossians chapter 3 and verse 4, he says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. You see, this isn't just an event that's going to happen. It's got eternal consequences. And when he comes, for those of us who have accepted him, uh, he's going to take us to heaven. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, um, you know, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive into myself that where I am there, you may be also. And uh, so we're going to get to be with him forever. And uh, I love that, that, uh, that passage where Paul says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And I'm looking forward to that day. And I hope that you are too. But there's another author, uh, penman, so to speak, in the Bible that wrote about this great day, and it's James. In James chapter 5, verses 7 through 8 says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. There were two rainy seasons, uh, or are two rainy seasons in the land of Israel, and uh, it's two growing seasons. And the idea is, is that Jesus hasn't come back yet because the Father is trying to give people as much time as possible to get ready for him. And he tells us to be patient in verse 7. Verse 8, he says again, Be ye also patient, establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Now, I realize that the coming of the Lord has been preached about. Uh, for, for centuries and thousands of years. But can I tell you, we're that much closer. Could you imagine? He says, I will come again. And 2,000 years later, he still hasn't come, but we know that he is coming. We're that much closer. And we need to stay ready. We need to be patient. We need to be enduring. We need to be faithfully following him and serving him whom we have accepted as our Lord and Savior. I'm telling you, I get excited when I talk about this because, you know, weather forecasters, like I said, get things right and sometimes they get it wrong. I uh, heard the testimony of a Christian weatherman who, in his own estimation, got it wrong one time. And, and it's amazing how affected that he became because of that. But you know what? I'm, I'm so excited that, that I know 
I know that this is right. As a matter of fact, for 34 years, I have been preaching that Jesus Christ is coming again because I know that God's word is right and that God says that his son is coming for us. What a glorious day that's going to be. And I really hope that you will be there on that day. I hope that you will take what the Word of God says very seriously and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. When I do this podcast, I, I know there's some people who subscribe to our podcast and, and there's new listeners and different things. And maybe sometimes people can hear it and maybe they don't get to hear the next episode for whatever reason. But if you're listening to this podcast and you've listened to what I've said today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you're just not sure that you're really saved, born again, you're not really sure that your sins are forgiven and that you're ready for heaven. Can I just tell you that God's word promises you that if you'll call upon the name of the Lord, he'll save you? That's what Romans 10, 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why would I need to be saved? Because earlier in the book of Romans, it tells us, for there's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all fallen short. We've all missed the mark. We've all found ourselves sinful and imperfect and undeserving to go to heaven because heaven is for a perfect people. People. And I hope that you're ready. And the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. Eternal death, eternal separation, eternal torment in a place called hell. That's what the Bible says. I wished that it was different. It bothers me that those that I've ministered to and have rejected Jesus Christ are headed there. But you know, the great thing about it is that even though we're born sinners, Romans 5 verse 8 says, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Man, I am so, so excited that he loves me. I'm excited that he loves the whole world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, John 3, 16. The last part of chapter six, verse 23 says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's a gift, but like any and every gift, even though it may not cost us anything, we still have to receive it. Now, how do you receive this thing called salvation? Well, back again in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 says, For, for, for that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto salvation. Can you imagine that? Aren't you excited to know that it's a matter of faith? That is fantastic. That is awesome. The fact that Jesus Christ loves us so much that he is willing to give us this thing called salvation, this gift, if we'd only receive it. What blows my mind is how many people still today have not received Jesus Christ. And they've heard the gospel. They've heard the message. They know it's true. 
But again, verse 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That means you believe that Jesus died a bloody death on the cross, was buried, and rose again the third day. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now you're saying it's by faith? Absolutely. By grace through faith. The work of God, His grace in our lives, forgives us if we'll call upon Him and accept Him as our Lord and Savior, as verse 10, uh, excuse me, verse 9 and 10 says. But you notice it says, For with the heart, verse 10 says, Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. You know what? I'm looking forward to that day when I get to be with Jesus. Not that I deserve it. But a long time ago, I decided that I wanted that gift he was offering me, the gift of salvation. And I want to encourage you today to do the same thing. The Bible, again, I conclude with what I started with in the book of Romans when it says in verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, wherever you're at, as you're listening to this podcast, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. I don't know what you've done in the past, but God's word says he loves you. And he's willing to forgive you of your sin, cleanse your heart and life, and make you a new creation in Christ and a part of his family. I can't pray for you in the sense I can't, I can't accept the Lord for you, but I can pray that you will. And I hope that you will reach out to the Heavenly Father and in the name of Jesus, simply say a prayer, something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin. I ask you that you would forgive me of my sin and be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you came to this earth living a perfect life died on the cross a bloody death, was buried and rose again to pay for my sins. I ask you into my heart and life to be my Lord and Savior, my Master, and the best I know how, I'll serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to remind you that salvation is a gift. It's by grace through faith. Our service to God is not to be saved, our service to God is because we are saved and we serve him because we love him. And I trust that you have accepted him. And if you haven't, I would like for you to go to our church's website. It's www.gospellightfwbchurch.com. On our front page there, you'll find a section where you can click on some introductory videos. And the second one is called the plan of salvation. You can go back, you can see the verses on the screen, all the references, and you can see those given. And I hope that you will do that and that you will watch that video. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us. And we would love to be able to answer those questions and help you come to know the Lord Jesus. You can write us at Gospel Light Church, Post Office Box 134, Calera, Alabama, 
305-353-35040. Spell Calera, C-A-L-E-R-A. I am so glad that you have tuned in. Please uh, contact us, you know, with uh, maybe a, a future or an idea for a future podcast. You can write us again at that same address. If you've got a prayer request, we would consider an honor to get to pray for you, and I trust that you will do that. And if you're ever in the clear Alabama area when the coronavirus clears up and we start having in-service meetings again, we would be glad for you to come and join us. Remember, Jesus is the Lord. He is coming soon. Now, I don't know how soon. I just know that it's 2,000 years into this thing. So how much longer it's going to be, only the Father knows. So stay ready. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are, stay that way. May God bless you. We love you. Stay safe. Stay well. And if I don't see you here, I'll see you up there. May God bless you. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.